World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard and an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. going to take a journey over to the other side of the country to hear from our favorite guy down in the south. Welcome, Scott. Hey, guys. Well, um, unlike Mark and, and uh, Jason, I think I, uh, I think I, I actually prefer the second Dragon Age to the first one. It, um, I've played through it now, uh, one time through with the wizard. I've got, uh, I'm working about a third of the way through with the rogue and the warrior basically simultaneously. Um, What's the thinking behind that? Why are you playing two at the same time? Well, I wanted to play all three classes just to see the changes and the differences. And um, it's really the only way you can see, you know, really use all the equipment because it's kind of based on your skills, what you can equip, what you can't. So, and the play styles are totally different for each, you know, for the each, each class. Um, you know, there's specialty skills that only your character gets, and then they, you know, if you're a warrior, you're, you only get these two types of specialty skills that are based off the warrior and, the, you know, the wizard. And I, w- I was curious because, you know, the, I don't want to, you know, give too many spoilers away, but the way that the, um, that the storyline goes, there's a lot of interplay between, you know, mages and the Chantry and, and the Templars and what's going on there. And so I thought, okay, I'm sure that the story plays out differently, you know, if you're on the, the underside of the law or you're, you know, you're a mage that's going up against the, you know, you, in and of yourself, you're an apostate, those kind of things. Um, and it has, it. I'm surprised at how different it is. One of the One of the biggest things that I found that was kind of unusual is if you play the mage, um, you know, you, one of your companions is a is your sibling, your brother or sister. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the mage, you're it's it's not your sister; it's your brother who's a warrior. Um, if you play the other two classes, it's your sister who's a mage. So, Weird. I mean, the game plays quite a bit different just not having them there. Um, actually, I think the, probably the sister is probably the weakest companion of of all of them. But uh, well, besides the DLC guy, which I don't have, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard enough negative things about him not to even get him. But, <laughs> um, you know, I kind of looked at, at Dragon Age and uh, the first one, and you know, there were a lot of things to like, but at the same time, um, it's a very large game that does have some rough edges. That when it came out, people were talking about having rough edges. The same yeah. thing with um. You know, a lot of people said the same negative things about Mass Effect 2 because they streamlined some of Mass Effect. Well, 
to me, I thought it was all the better. And the reason why is I think Bioware is beginning is refining their game process to where mechanics are less important than what they're trying to tell in the story. Um, so they they're streamlining mechanics that take you away from playing in the story. Um, I actually think that's I think that's a good thing. You know, when you um, mentioned that though, it, it makes me think of the Final Fantasy series because Final Fantasy thirteen has been criticized for being much more linear, and each Final Fantasy game is success has successively become more linear. And I believe that the game designers have done that because they don't want to have a they, they want to tell a very specific storyline. And people have criticized it because they've liked having more of an open experience, but like feeling like they're controlling things. Now, what's different with Bioware's RPGs is that it does give you a lot of choice in terms of how you go through dialogue and you make moral decisions. So do you feel that the richness of the story, how different the story can be depending, for instance, on which character class you pick, do you feel that that balances out the increased linearity? Well, um, in a certain sense, it's it is more linear, but that's not a bad thing. One of the one of the negative aspects that I saw about the original Dragon Age was, you know, supposedly elves are this you know suppressed race that are you know practically slaves you know to humans and and this whole bit. Well, you can play a Grey Warden elf. I mean, basically, and people just go, oh, you're an elf. I mean, that's the extent of the of the you know, wow. the uniqueness of the situation because, you know, the game can't just totally change because you're playing, you know, it's not like they're making specific content per race other than the beginning sections. Um, you know, the, um, but the interplay between humans and elves in the first game is so much more diluted than it is in the second game because, you know, part of that is if you're playing as an elf, you're, you're, you're not getting, you know the same level of of uh, the you know the the nuance of the the, the interplay between the races the, yeah. the the same thing with um with magic users and the templars in the circle i mean the things that they hinted at are now those storylines are much more deeper and much more conflicted in the second game because you're you know they're coming at it from one viewpoint um so they're able to you know i don't know in deepen the, deepen the the pieces, the interplay between the you know the different factions that you're playing against because you're coming from a single viewpoint, so they can make the stories deeper and stronger without it you know being a total disconnect. You know, you wouldn't play an elf Grey Warden and have to go masquerade elves. You just wouldn't do that. I mean, it it, it, it just gave them a, a in a certain sense it did make it more linear, but I also felt in a certain sense. It allowed them to, I don't know, dig deeper into the the, the, the aspects of the world. of the world that they could, yeah. you know, that they, they, they just because the fact you could play three different races, you couldn't just go that deep, yeah. you know. And I, I mean, I was, I even liked the fact that you're not a gray warden this time. Um, that's one of the aspects about it that, you know, it's like. In the first game, to me, the fact that it doesn't really matter what race you play or anything else, you're a monster fighter. That's what you are. 
Doesn't matter yeah. what you really do, but in a certain sense, that's the only thing you do. Yeah. You're a monster fighter. You don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, man, woman, elf, dwarf, <laughs> you know, rogue. It doesn't really matter because, I mean, the bottom line is you're a monster fighter. And yeah. in this, there's much more nuance because, I mean, really, it's, you know, are you altruistic and trying to help the city out or are you, a, you know, a total self, you know, self-serving guy that's trying to take the place over or are you trying to build your own criminal empire? I mean, there's, you know, there's, there can be different motivations for the same character because it's not kind of pigeonholed into a role. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I thought the same thing about Mass Effect 2. I thought that, um, you know, the story, I mean, the, the game isn't a story about an event. The game is a story about a character. So that and, brings up one of the few questions that I have about the main criticisms that Jason and Mark have about the game. The first one being that there's no major driving force in the story. It's just kind of a series of quests latched together, and there's not really an overarching antagonist or a thing motivating you through the story. Do you feel that that's the case? Well, uh, in the sense of there's not this, there's not a monster invasion. In that sense, no. But at the same time, um, the motivation is is you, you know, you're totally, in the, in, you know, I don't know if you've even, if have any detail of what the story is, but basically you're displaced out of the setting from the original Dragon Age and are basically a refugee in the other city where your family used to be at one time. And yeah. so it's basically, it's the story of you reestablishing yourself. It's either your name, your family, you know, that kind of, that piece of it. Um, the motivation is, is this, for the character is to, reestablish his either his family or himself you know where he's been a refugee i mean so there's no that's what i'm saying the story isn't outside of the of the individual character it is the character um so where, speaking you know, of ultimately the first dragon age it didn't really matter what your character was there was a story there that that you know your little bot is going to go all the way through it no yeah. matter what the character is and this is kind of just the opposite so speaking Which that, of that to me, I found more motivating. So, speaking of characters, one of Jason and Mark's other critiques is that the characters, your secondary characters in this game, are not nearly as interesting or strongly developed as they were in the first game. Have you had that experience? I would disagree. I think that the dwarf thief in the in this game is so much better. Um, the um, the little elf witch. Um, you mm-hmm. know, she's a blood mage and she's conflicted and her and her whole race, you know, basically they haven't, you know, thrown her, you know, completely thrown her out. But they're I mean, they look at her as some kind of monster. I mean, that I don't know. At, you know, the the pirate girl is totally self-serving. I mean, you know, practically the whole city goes to flames just because she's like, OK, I got what I want. I'll see you later. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, because. I mean, I remember that, um, you know, the Canari guy from the first one, I mean, he was, okay, he was very stoic, and that was pretty much his whole, that was his personality. Um, Alistair was a little whiny guy, you know, I don't want to be king, blah, blah, blah. I mean, besides, Morgana was a decent, 
Um, yeah. You know, for what the drunken dwarf was, he wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> the uh, the elven assassin, I kind of liked him. I thought his interplay was... But I think some of the dialogue is quite a bit more funny in this game. Um, I don't, now, some of the characters are weak. I think that the... Um, the Ander guy, the the Grey Warden mage that's um yeah. he I don't know, I think they could have done more with him. They kind of the fact that he is uh possessed by a good spirit of justice and it's a grey warding and everything else, he's kind of a punk. You know, you would think <laughs> with that with uh with that pedigree you should be more of a hero <laughs> than he was. <laughs> um and the I really thought that the um at first, I kind of thought that Fenris, the little elf, you know, ex-slave, was um, was a pretty weak character. But the more that you played through the game, that's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, Dragon Age 3 when the Taventer Imperium, you know, the, the, the old big kingdom that's still being run by mages now, tries to come back and all of the followers of Andraste, you know basically have this big fight between the two of them you know the fact that you know do mages control all the power or you know do the nor- normal people um i i don't know i don't know if that's where the game you know the next set is going or not but i mean i really think what they're doing now i mean you know they're they're pushing out what six games under what's an essentially the same graphics engine um so, you know, they're not having to rewrite that, so all they're writing is content. Well yeah. it is a it is a um it's a valid argument that the um that this game was put out a little faster than it should have been, just in the simple fact of they don't have as many locations as they should have. Um, That's I actually the third thing I was gonna ask you about is that there's been a lot of complaints that so much of the game you're just stuck in Kirkwall going through the same buildings, the same caves, so on and so forth. I don't think it's personally. I didn't mind the fact that okay, you're you're in one city. Um, I kind of thought that Assassin's Creed Two was pretty cool in that sense of it. Um, I do think it was a problem in that they didn't have some kind of mechanism to randomize some of the instances, instanced areas, yeah, like caves and and those type of things. You basically had the same layout, and so after a while, it, that did get. Now they would seal off certain sections so that you weren't consistently on the same path, but <laughs> but I mean, basically, it's like, oh, I can't open this door this time. I can open it the next time. It's that level. <laughs> of, so I mean. I don't know. It would have been nice if, um, you know, one of the things that uh, that Vindictus kind of did is they have, you know, like blocks of tiles and they just kind of put them in a random order. Now, granted, you go through it at five or ten times, you're going to see all the tiles, but you can put them in a different order and it at least feels a little different. Now, I didn't mind the fact what a lot of people have always also complained is, oh, well, you know, you're it's a ten year cycle. Well, to me. That made the story more believable because when I played through the first Dragon Age, I mean, that's 50 hours. Well, yeah, I'm going to the, you know, the first little group and okay, I get the elves to help the Grey Wardens. Well, by the end of the game, when I'm going to Denerim, you know, to, to deal with the main guy, it's like, well, I've got half the country on my side now and nobody no- seems to notice. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, you're that Grey Warden somebody's been talking about. Like, yeah, you know, I beat Grey. You know, we've gone into the deep roads and red walls on our side, and you know, we've got an army going. <laughs> it's like none of that was kind of acknowledged. Where, you know, this is three distinct acts, and your notoriety. You know, there's a big. It's a big change between the three acts in where you stand in the world and the interactions of all the NPCs are affected across the board. So it makes it feel like you are gaining um, more than just four extra hit points. You know, your standing with the world is changing where I didn't feel that at all in the first game. Um, To a lesser extent, I think the same thing in uh, Mass Effect 2. You know, it was in a certain sense, um, Mass Effect One and Mass Effect Two are, t- are Act One and Act Two of the of a three act play. So mm-hmm. you know, there was. I just I really think that's Bioware's point is is um, they want the mechanics to not interfere with their story. That's what the I mean. That's their goal. Um, you know. One of the things that every now, of course, everybody's like, "Oh, Dragon Age was the greatest game ever." I remember when it came out, and a lot of the reviews were the interface is dated and clunky. Yeah, you know, yes, it's a throwback. I agree. I enjoyed it because it was a throwback. But at the same time, when it came out, people were like, "It's a throwback." <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, I. I mean, ultimately, I've I've read a lot, and a lot of them are saying the same. The only valid critique I've seen so far is the one where, yes, some of the some of the scenery is is reused too much. I don't have an issue per se with just being in the one city and the progression across the ten years, but it would have been nice if they'd kind of broken up some of the uh, some of the instanced areas so that they were a little different. Yeah. Well, thank but you anyway. for thank you for coming on the show to give us a positive spin on Dragon Age 2 <laughs> versus the feelings of deep, deep disappointment for Mark and Jason. <laughs> so now we, we've I, given a, a balanced a balanced assessment of the game, I think. Yeah, I, w- I will say if you the story in this game is stronger than the first one, in my opinion. And it, mm. now it's the overarching story. I mean... I mean, come on. I mean, the the bottom line is, the first Dragon Age, that story was, you know, I mean, ooh, an invading, an invading dark army, and I'm the hero that's supposed to stop it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, at least this one is like political intrigue, and you know, different factions are fighting for control, and you don't know who's bad. And 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 I liked the fact that really no one is the good side, and no one is the bad side. Even the yeah. bad guys, quote unquote, have have valid arguments at times. You know, the the Templars are like, well, all these mages are turning into blood mages, and sure enough, you're fighting a lot of blood mages. I mean, it's like every, so, you know, it, I. I don't know. I, I I've heard several things about saying that the story's weaker than the first one, and I just didn't see it. I saw I really saw it as the other way. It it was a different enough. It drew my interest over something I'd heard a dozen times. And my thing is, okay, Dragon Age Two. Here's another. Here's another Grey Warden in another part of part of the world, stopping another blight. That's mm-hmm. not very original. No. 
I mean, it wasn't original the first time. It wouldn't be really original the second time. So I was really, really impressed with the direction they went. I thought, you know, they expanded the lore of the world and they enriched it quite a bit. Because personally, I kind of thought, you know, I saw some hints of, of good ideas in the first Dragon Age in, like, the the world. But nothing in it really, you know, just said, wow, that's pretty, you know, I, I like that idea. You know, I like the way they set that up or anything like that. I mean, it was, you know, hints here and there. But, you know, I'm I'm much more interested in the world of Dragon Age now than I was before. So, anyway. That's a big, that's a big accomplishment for Bioware, for sure. With a brand new world that doesn't have an existing license to back it up, as with many of their previous games. Well, and, and hopefully I'll have an article written up for the page here shortly that will kind of expand on this. So, Well, cool. Thank you very much, Scott. We really appreciate it. 